to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Sunday, September 25th. What if your favorite storybook characters Jafar. went to war? What's coming and how do I stop it? And the most wicked villain of them all returns. <laughs> the queen is back. I killed you. Did you really think it would be that easy? Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm Elizabeth Placencia. And I'm Tony Hooper. And no, you're not uh, imagining things. We're actually back, uh, back from the dead, just like pretty much no one on Greetings from or, or no one from Storybrook stays dead, neither do we. <laughs> uh, we we may, may not be Bill and Emery, but uh, the listeners uh, kept the message. Uh, Facebook message group going and was chatting back and forth. And we decided we couldn't let well enough be alone. And here we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, tonight's going to be a little loosey goosey. Uh, it's, it's not going to be our regular nights. Uh, we decided to get together do a little bit of a test run, uh, see how everything's running. Uh catch up on the season so far and introduce you to us in case you don't know us. Um, first of all, Tony, how's the chat run? Is everything coming up all right? The chat room is cool. Um, we have uh, Monica here. We have Bill in here and Emery. So now very nervous. and everything. I mean, this is just unreal. You know, right, so, <laughs> so sorry. it's great. It's uh, great. First off, I want to say thank you to Bill and Anne-Marie for uh, giving giving us a chance to keep this going. Um, we love you. <laughs> we we love so you so much. Guys, we're ending the podcast, and we were so thrilled to uh, have you give us the chance to continue. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll introduce myself first. Like I said, I am Bobby Hawk. I don't know if you are uh, longtime listeners to the podcast. If you are. Uh, you've probably heard my voicemails uh, every, almost every week. I'm sure there's been an episode here or there that I missed, but um, uh, we did. We were running a little late tonight. Hopefully, that's not going to be the case. But if you uh, if you also know uh, uh, if you're a longtime listener, I always used to send the voicemails in a little late. So hopefully, that's not uh, going to be the same going forward. Uh, ran into a few technical kinks, kinks tonight. All right. So um, Elizabeth, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Elizabeth Placencia. I go by Liz, usually. Um, I'm a longtime listener of Greetings from Storybrooke. I started listening in season two, um, and I just I caught on to it real quickly, and I fell in love with the podcast. I fell in love with Bill and Emery. They're great people. I had the wonderful opportunity to meet Bill in person um, a year ago at a, a Regal Con convention that was here in California. And um, it was great meeting him. He's a wonderful guy. And um, someday I hope to meet Anne Marie. 
And um, yeah, I've been a long time listener. And when Tony and Bobby were like, hey, we should do this, I got on board immediately. <laughs> I've, I've, I've kind of always thought that I wanted my own podcast, but I never know, like, I never knew what to do or like how to go about it. So when this opportunity presented itself, I jumped immediately into it and I wanted to do this because I love the show Once Upon a Time and I love Green Storm Storybooks so much. So this is a dream come true. All right. And uh, Tony, how about you? Hi, everybody. My name is Anthony Hooper. Uh, I definitely go by Tony. Um, I have been a listener to Green Storybook also since season two, just like Liz here. So um, I was actually looking for a um, podcast to um, talk, you know, about things with um, certain, you know, like network networks with certain people, but with, with a lot of people who have the same interests as me. And uh, when I finally was going through um, podcast shows for the um, for once, uh, I happened to just stumble onto Greetings from Storybook, and from day one, it was it was it was like basically finding um, it, it was just basically just finding like a great group of people. You know, Linda and Marie have just been there, you know, you know since since the very beginning, and. Uh, I also took a little while for myself to start putting in voicemails, but afterwards, um, it, it was great to hear back from, from them and talk about the topics that uh, we all asked for and, and, you know, and some. So, I mean, like, I'm just great to be here. Um, I also have been a part of other podcasts or other shows and everything like that, so I have a little bit of experience under my belt. But... Um, <laughs> I'm just so glad that we're here that that we have this chance to to bring back the people, you know, like bring like bring back the tradition story for the group, and we really hope to have a lot more, you know, a lot more viewers and and, and everything like that because I mean this is a great show and, and it really deserves to be here for as long as Once Upon a Time stays on the air. So I'm basically just sitting back and enjoying the ride. All right, and that's uh, about it. You actually bring up a great point. Uh, that that is one of the things that uh, attracted me to this group to begin with is that it's uh, uh, very uh, friendly. There's not a lot of animosity, um, which is hard to find on the internet these days. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, of course, you know you, people don't always agree in the chat or uh, the listeners and the voicemails or whatnot, but we can agree to disagree. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, so um, normally we would uh, talk about, like, the episode that just aired, but that was, like, a week ago, and we're already, like, four episodes in. So what we're going to be doing this week is just kind of uh, playing catch-up. Um, what, just out of curiosity, just so far, what have you guys thought of the season so far? Loved and hated it. Oh, Sorry. go ahead, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. Um, I have loved and hated it. I have some things I want to say about episode four more than anything else, but I'll, I'll wait. But, um, I, I definitely like coming out of the gate from episode one, the whole, um, you know, Emma's hands shaking the tremors and her story where they're taking it. I don't like it. And what don't you like about it? Well, they're talking about killing off the main character. I mean, I'll just say it. There you go. And I and I don't and I don't like that, but you know, realistically, it won't happen because it's a, it's a, it's a show, and they can't really kill off the main character. So technically, it probably won't happen, and they'll find a way to save her. But I don't like the plot. I don't like where they're going with it. 
Okay, fair enough. And Tony? Uh, right about now, I'm actually uh, on the same boat with you, Liz. I mean, just just by the um, beginning episode, I basically, like, got mixed um, reviews also from me and my family. You know, like, me and my mom, we watch the show all the time, like, every week, never miss a week, unless something's going on. But um, we have, um, basically, it's like the first episode to me was just, I think, in my opinion, it was just the um, introduction to what's going to happen. You know, so I'm basically just sitting back along for the ride and hoping that things will evolve with this, you know, with, with these episodes. And, and yes, I do have a lot of questions and a lot of things that we need to get to and to answer because we cannot kill off Emma. That is just, that, that is just not going to happen because we can't just all of a sudden go six years and then all of a sudden we have a new savior. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, so, there are a lot of people speculating that this would be the last season. And I mean, it could end with uh, Emma sacrificing herself. Um, mm-hmm. No, don't say that, Bobby. No, I'm just, I, I preface that saying to be fair. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want that to happen, but uh, touching on that, uh, you know, Jane Espenson is one of the writers, one of the main writers on the show. And um, her, she is a former Buffy writer. And a lot of the things that are happening this season remind me a lot of Buffy. Uh, like Emma having a premonition of her death. Uh, that's something that happened two or three times, I believe, on Buffy. And it came to pass. Like the first time it happened, I believe she died, but then was resuscitated. And... Uh, so I, there are a lot of similarities playing out. Number one being in the first episode, uh, we find out that I guess Aladdin was a former savior. And so, yeah. you know, it looks like, you know, like Emma's the savior, but maybe she's not the savior. She's a savior. Mm-hmm. And exactly. maybe, I mean, we see that to be true, but she doesn't know that. And, and throughout the season, she's been calling back a lot to like, if I'm, you know, I'm the savior, my parents aren't supposed to help me. I'm supposed to help them. You know, I'm the savior, I'm the savior, I'm the savior. So there's so much caught up in her identity of being the savior that I feel like when she finds out that Aladdin, you know, was a savior that she finds out that all of these stories have each it's okay. Slayers uh, into every, into every generation, a slayer is born. And so now we have into every story a, a, a savior is born. And, um, I feel like that's really going to mess with her identity when she realizes that, you know, she's not the only one with this ability, with these powers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Maybe like, it'll be an asset to her. Say that one Maybe. more time. Maybe it'll be an asset to her when she discovers Aladdin's an, a savior as well. You know, when they meet, maybe that'll be an asset. Maybe she'll feel better about herself or something. Maybe eventually. And may, I mean, in all reality, it should, you know, that's, it should be a weight lifted off her shoulders because now there's someone else to bear the burden. Exactly. And I mean, like, to be honest with you guys, um, really, to be honest, it's like, uh, it's just like the same thing as the Dark One, you know, how the very first Dark One was born and learned about the Dark One's uh, mythology last season. Maybe, you know, like, and, and uh, it was mentioned that we were going to be looking at the, the Saber's mythology also this, this season, too. So, basically, what if not making it like her downfall as 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 saying that hey I'm not going to say so now I'm not special so but and and, and, it's, and it's not it's, you know it's not the case you know to to uh, to bring it to that motion I mean like you know there's always been like just how there's always been a dark one there's always been a savior to save 
the group of people or the people that, that surround that dark one, you know, to keep them safe and, you know, to save their happy endings like that. That's that's how I'm taking it from this point of view. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. we touched on Emma in the first episode. How do you guys feel about Jafar? I mean, I know we only briefly saw him in that first episode. I was a big fan of, of uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I have, for some reason, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there was, were many of those. I know Hope was. I hope Hope's listening. Um, what do you, how did you guys feel about the representation of Jafar in this episode? Um, episode one, Jafar, I mean, just, of course, you know, it's a brand new face, it's a brand new actor, and, you know, we have to get used, used to his quirks and how he works and how, um, and uh, what's his ending goal. So I like him as a person because of his past works that he's done. So he, I believe that that um, they pick a very good person to be Jafar because of his experience, uh, his uh, experiences with being uh, an evil character, you know, from he. He started from the mummy, uh, you know, like all of the mummy, um, um, Resident Evil movies, uh, and then uh, also he also um debuted uh, in uh, Charmed as well. He was uh, in Charmed, right? Right. Yes. I don't, he even covered affairs. Exactly. So he has he has definitely the um the uh, capacity. He has the ability to to uh, to play the role, in my opinion. I, I definitely I definitely agree with what Tony's saying. Um, I've seen him in many other things, like The Mummy, Covert Affairs, and mm-hmm. I forgot it was in Resident Evil. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 I very much love him as an actor, so I'm excited to see him play Jafar. I'm just excited about next week's episode, or, or in this weekend's episode altogether, because it's going to be Laughing and Jasmine, and I'm so excited. It's my favorite Disney movie, so I'm just really excited about that in general, to see where they take that story. And hopefully they don't twist it too much, because then I'll be pissed. Oops. Oh, oops. I mean, alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back there. Alright. Uh- Sorry. <laughs> Alright, so... I Jafar as an actor. I have no problem with him. I didn't like the representation of Jafar. I'm sorry. I think that may have more to do with um, the fact that he is uh, not Naveen Andrews. Yeah, I didn't watch Wonderland, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, it, it, it's great, you know, in the later episodes, they actually do bring back someone, you know, from Wonderland. So I'm actually excited to talk about that as well, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the character design, actually looked more uh, akin to the uh, animated movie than than uh, Naveen Andrews Jafar did, and uh, it so much so it almost like I almost wonder if these are two different Jafars. That's a good question. I mean, like, I would believe, like, I would hope so that they would be the same Jafar just because on how he would talk about his um, his uh, actions and things that he did in Wonderland. So I really hope that it's the same Jafar and not just, you know, hey, this is the Jafar from Wonderland and now this is the Jafar in the main show, you know? I mean, like, I really hope that it's just the same, you know, person. So, I'm sure it is. I don't think I'm, I don't think that it's actually a different person. I'm just saying that from the looks and the way he was acting, it almost seemed like a different person. But I'm sure it's not. I'm sure that it's the same Jafar. 
Um, uh, I'm sorry. The uh, the thing that it, there's a lot of retconning and bringing back to uh, previous seasons that they're doing with this season. It seems like mm-hmm. uh, in the first episode they mentioned something about uh, when Regina's mm-hmm. talking to Henry and she's saying that uh, Robin was obliterated. Um, or yeah, I believe that's the word she used. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Henry says, yeah, that's what Hades said. And so it seems, uh, you know, that's obviously going to be some, we, yeah, I mean, you were talking earlier, Elizabeth, about how Robin Hood will probably, is uh, supposed to be back this season. Spoiler. Well, oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. 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 No. I was supposed to talk about that, Bobby, not you. Careful. I'm sorry. This podcast, we, we may talk about future casting spoilers. Um, Yes. But, but anyway, the uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, <laughs> Robin being obliterated. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, it's obvious that they are uh, playing fan service a bit because there were quite a few people upset that uh, Robin uh, was was you know like the, they made it a point last season to be like he just didn't doesn't exist anymore, and quite a few exactly. people were upset about that. So. Um, but also, I think that they're also carrying that forward because it, I it, I don't remember if it's the first or the second episode where uh, Hyde tells uh, Emma uh, the whole villain savior thing and uh, how. No second. Sorry, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh well, whichever it was, uh, <laughs> you know, he tries to explain to her how she's going to be taken out by a villain because that's how every savior's story ends: is that they're taken out by a villain. Take of you know, they don't get happy endings. Um, I think that you know Henry saying that about Robin is also at the same time letting us know that same thing about Hyde. That just because he's saying these things to Emma doesn't mean they're necessarily true. This is true, which also brings back to the fact that if there if there's one thing about this show and that they've always stood, you know, stand by is uh, hope, basically. You know, like you know how Henry was basically speaking to Regina in a sense of saying, Hey, we're you know, we're we're going to destroy, you know, the evil in our town. We're gonna to be, you know, we're gonna make sure that everything goes back to normal in the way it is, is because you know, uh, that's what villains do. They take away hope and that's just one thing that the show has and you know have standby for all six years of being on the air is having hope. So you know there. Um, I mean, like the main thing is just it's just to have hope because I mean, if you don't have hope, what else do you have? I thought that was uh, probably my favorite episode or favorite episode, favorite scene of the episode was uh, Regina mm-hmm. and uh, Snow at the end. And the right, right. Dialogue. Yeah. That was a very you, sweet moment between Snow, Snow, and and Regina. But I, I'm dying to say something. I'm like, just to, I know we were talking about Robin, but I'm going to switch it up a little. I can't help myself. I want to talk about Evil Queen. Please do. Okay. Because I think I've always hated her, but right now in this season, I think she's fabulous. I think she's like. She's fabulous. Yes, that's exactly what she is. She's like, she comes comes in, and the the first moment she sees Henry, she's like, Mommy's back. And I was like, Oh, she's got sass. I love it. Yes, and I I love her sass. I usually (laughs) read the whole hamming it up thing, and I've got to say, uh, 
not on her. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I don't think it's it, uh, 100% of that has to do with Lana Perea. She, I, I love her as an actress. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her before from, you know, I don't remember seeing her in anything before uh, Once Upon a Time. But now that I have, I definitely want to see anything she's been in because she can do anything. She's anything that this, the producers and writers have thrown at her. She's been able to handle it. I mean, uh, she's I, in, in one single episode, she'll play four different versions of a character. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Very talented. Definitely. Yes. And, my, my like, and to play two characters on screen at once. It is just, that's just great talent. Not everybody can do that. And, you know, still act like they're talking like two separate people are talking, you know, I mean, that's just, and it's like, how does she keep up with the story? Right. Like, she, her character's always bouncing up and down, up and down from the timeline. How does she keep up with it? That's She's exactly amazing. what I'm saying. In one episode, she'll play, you know, like the character, this, you know, like this version of evil, and then darker version mm-hmm. of. I mean, just uh, she is killing it. She, she's, uh-huh. and and I hated Regina to begin with. I, I did too. Oh, yes, I had some very mean, ugly words for her, too. <laughs> but that's because of the thing she did, and, you know, the actress made us hate her, you know? And, yeah. Uh, there's still some things that I try that I have to kind of push back to the back of my mind, because, you know, like, you know, while we all should be capable of redemption, there's just some things that, you know... You mean, like, the entire village she killed? Exactly, exactly. But this... this uh, <laughs> <laughs> the show deals heavily in allegory, just as Buffy did, where most of the monsters and the events that take place are really uh, metaphors for things that happen in everyone's lives. And so, you know, I that, I kind of push the whole killing villagers. As, <laughs> I have to, I have to mm-hmm. kind of forget that she did that. Yeah, but, I do too. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, oh, there's a bit of this show that, like, I love the character moments um, for the most part, anyway. Um, it, but it's the story that that really holds this show back because they're all the time trying to correct themselves or um, not even try to correct themselves. They'll just like just totally break rules that they implemented the season before. So uh, yeah, but the character moments are so great; it still keeps me coming back week to week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so basically, from we have a lot of activity that's going on in the chat and everything like that. And uh, according to, um, to, uh, to, uh, to the conversation that we're having uh, from uh, Bill here, uh, he's calling the queen, Queen Weenie. <laughs> yes, Queen, queen Weenie with Bill, Queen Weenie. And then uh, from uh, Anna Marie, she's all snap, 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 fabulous. <laughs> Monica here is saying Queen Sass. So, yes, there's a lot of, yes, there's, like, there's a lot of evil queen talk going on right now. And with Bill changing his nickname over and over and over again. Come on, Bill. <laughs> so, I mean, like, Oh, and also, Anne Marie was mentioning that with uh, too many redemption arcs, and I kind of agree with that. Not everybody needs a redemption, you know. No. Like, like from Cora. Let's step back. You know, last season, you know, she was at the point of either you know being dragged further into the underworld, maybe you know, quote unquote, hell, you know, basically, and you know, you saw how she got into a better place, you know. To me, I don't really think that it, that uh, that uh, she needed a redemption arc is because of how she 
you know, of a, of a how she led her life, you know? I mean, she she led it down in such a dark path. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm just saying that not a lot of people need redemption arts. I mean, let them say who they are. If, and like, for, for example, Rumble, as uh, Amory says, Rumble would never be redeemed. And that's a very good yeah. thing to say. I mean, I don't think Rumble, all the stuff that he's did, all the, um, all the manipulation that he's done, you know, he's, I don't think he needs a redemption. He just needs to be understood for what type of person he is. Exactly, exactly. The and the, okay, it's true that not everyone needs redemption. And j- even just to the show right now, we have like I can I can picture just off the top of my head three levels. You know, like we have Regina who like went from totally dark to now, I mean, totally light, but there's still the capacity for darkness, as they're saying. Um, you've mm-hmm. got you know Rumple who is totally dark, but like. Villains don't see themselves as villains. You know, he everything he does, he does for the good of, or what he sees anyway, is for the good of himself and even of others. I mean, uh, I believe it's the third or fourth episode where he locks Belle on the ship to in order to keep her safe. You know, sure. you know. I know we're kind of jumping around from episode to episode here, but like I said, this is kind of oh yeah, of just catching up. We're but, everywhere tonight, so just get ready and be and just strap in. <laughs> but we see that, like, no matter how much he tries to change or even wants to change, at some points, you know, he can't help but be who he is. Just like you say, Tony, you've got to accept him for who he is. And and actually, mm-hmm. speaking on that, with uh, I, that's what I feel the theme of this season will be. Um, they showed that Regina can't be killed or you can't kill your evil self. Now, you know, just recently they showed that like, okay, now the way to do that is by killing, you know, the good self, the original. Um, but I don't think that's the only way. I think that you ha- once you accept your evil self as part of you and realize that you're the sum of your experiences that, uh, you know, the two will merge and become one again. That's that's what I think will ultimately happen to uh, Regina and uh, the Evil Queen. I like that. I like that because I don't like the okay. Let, well, let's just talk. Can we talk about episode four? Because that's the one I really want to get. That was the most interesting one of the season so far to me. And so when the whole thing with season episode four is that um, Jekyll turns out to be the bad guy, not Hyde. And the way that Jekyll dies and then Hyde automatically dies because they're connected. So the, what they said was you kill the original, the other one goes too. So that's now Regina's thinking she needs to die in order for Evil Queen to be dead. And I'm like, okay, that, there's got to be another way. So I love your idea, Bobby. But more to the more to, to say that um, – I was really surprised that they killed Jekyll and Hyde only in the fourth episode of the season. I thought they were going to drag that out a lot longer. So when they, you know, killed them off after episode four, I'm like, whoa, okay. So who's going to be the next? We got, we need a new villain now. So maybe that's why Jafar and and maybe Jafar will be coming in next episode. I don't know. I'm not saying a spoiler. I'm just guessing. I don't know. But we're going to need another villain, even though we still have the evil queen, which she's awesome this season. I love her right so far. So that's what I have to say about that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I like that idea. I mean, go ahead. Like, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I like that idea, actually, because um, maybe, well, have you ever thought that maybe that he wasn't the, um, I wouldn't say the standalone, but maybe that he wasn't the main villain because we have multiple, like, at least, like, at least three of them, because it seemed, it, it seemed like Dr. Jekyll, you know, was waiting for a chance to show his true colors and, you know, and, and to turn out to actually be the quote-unquote evil one. You know, I mean, um, maybe maybe Mr. Hyde just wasn't the actual main big bad as we all had in the past seasons. All right, uh, here's my uh, another theory. You know, I had that theory about the Dark Queen or the Evil Queen and Regina. Um, mm-hmm. As far as villains this season goes, uh, the cloaked the cloaked figure is going to be the villain. The the you know the the cloaked figure in Emma's dream. Um, now we see her fighting with, a, or see Emma fighting this figure with a sword. And so I'm sure that a lot of people after the Monte Cristo episode, which shout out to Monte Cristo, uh, Craig Horner as Monte Cristo. I loved Craig Horner. He was in one of my favorite shows called Legend of the Seeker. That was about, oh God, um, quite a few years ago, actually. But it was like, it had just missed the gun. It only, it only lasted for two seasons, but it was a very like Lord of the Rings type show. And like, it just didn't, it, it it was trying to hit that fantasy craze on TV, but it just didn't hit it. Uh, it hit it too early. It didn't. It just didn't hit the right spot. But anyway, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Um, okay, M- Monte Cristo is training uh, Regina, and Probably. so that Regina can now uh, fight with a sword. And so I think that's them trying to lead us to believe. And even Emma says, I believe, at the last end of the last episode, that she believes that it's Regina. Uh, you know, it is the cloaked wow. figure. Um, my theory is that the cloaked figure is Aladdin. I think yeah. that I think that Aladdin. You know, we showed him, saw him with the trimmers in the first episode, and uh, you know now Emma's having tremor, tremors. I believe Jafar implied that uh, here they they take and take and take, implying that the powers that the savior uses is what. Uh, damages them physically and that's what brings on the tremors and whatnot and so i believe that aladdin has been going from story to story killing saviors almost as highlander trying to steal their power in order to live no do not turn aladdin into a bad guy do not do that bobby i love ultimately he won't be a bad guy ultimately he will sacrifice himself because he realizes what he's doing is wrong but this is true, but then what? Okay, so say if the show went on to like a different savior, hypothetically, um, what if that's the trait of all saviors? You know, they try to correct their mistakes and then they sacrifice themselves, and the cycle just keeps going on. You know, I mean, like the the past savior continuously sacrificing themselves for their mistakes and things they have done in the past. Because here's also a third question. Have um as long as long as there's been dark ones, has there ever been saviors to have also been turned into dark ones for their mistakes or for for the ch- or for the path that they have chosen? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, but I have a different theory than Bobby's about who's under the hood. Okay, go ahead. I think oh, it's Emma. That theory. I've seen that theory. Yes. I yeah. haven't seen that theory, but I think Emma is just battling her own inner demon. That's what I really think. But 
I mean, again, we're we're looking at the future, so maybe there is a moment where she becomes separated. I mean, that's not a bad. No, no, no I'm not talking about separated. I'm talking about it's it it's. I don't think she'll become separated from herself. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like we it's don't we don't know that it, it. You know, I don't know how to explain it. I just think that it's Emma battling herself in some in some way, but I don't know how to explain it further. Somehow, some, somehow there's some magic that uh, embodies her insecurities and fears. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I'm just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, just throwing ideas out there to help a lot of I also, like, I also agree with that. Like, I've heard a few theories myself that one included a big being Emma or Jafar or um, Aladdin stuff, but out of all of them, I think that, that like, I, like, I really do think that um, uh, both of them are great theories. I mean, anything can happen, you know, as far as we know, we, I would, I would take it as as a kind of a mystery, um, something of a crime mystery, you know, who's going to be the one that finishes off Emma because is she going to be going over the edge? Uh, is she is she uh, like is she going to lose control of herself again, or maybe you know uh, the uh, ultimate evil or something like that? Or I mean, like it could be anything. As far as far like as far as it goes, I believe that that um we still have a lot more episodes to go to, and maybe our opinions slash theories will change throughout the episode, you know, this season. I mean, you know, there's just still a lot of things to put into consideration, right? Yeah. I, th- I just feel like it's probably, I, I like the Emma theory. Um, and of course I like the Aladdin theory, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't, I just don't think it'll be Jafar or, or Regina. Cause I think both of those are just too easy. I agree. Very much agree with that. All right. So uh, is there anything you guys want to touch on from the first episode that I did, that I hadn't touched on? Um, let's, I'm good. I t- we talked about her tremors and the premonition, and that's really what stood out to me in that episode. So I'm there, good. There is actually one other thing that stood out to me, and that was a line from Regina at the end of the episode when she was, uh, you know, I, I, the one we discussed, the um, where her and her and Snow were talking back and forth, and uh, one of the things that Regina says is, "I'm going to make this make this ending a better one." She doesn't say, I'm going to make sure I'm going to get my happy ending. She says, I'm going to make this ending a better one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It doesn't sound so much selfish as it, did, as, as it used to be. I just don't know if it's, it, 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 it seemed to me, because you're always hearing happy ending, happy ending, happy ending, happy ending. And it just, it seemed pointed to me that she didn't say happy, that she realizes mm-hmm. that, you know, Maybe it's bigger than that. She shouldn't strive to have a happy ending. She should just be happy with the ending she gets and try, like I said, try to make it a better one. That almost sounds like settling, Bobby. No, not necessarily. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's settling either. I mean, it's just that um, maybe she's tired of trying to uh, manipulate people. Don't be so miserable. Just kind of be happy. You know, I don't want to say it's settling, but be happy with the hand life dealt you. Okay, exactly. But I'm also from the uh, uh, I'm also from the chat. Uh, Bill says he has to go. He says that we were doing great and that um, he can't wait for um, 
everything. So thank you so much, Bill. We love you guys. Thank you, Bill. Thanks again, Bill. Can't wait to start this like up for real starting Monday. Yeah. Ken and Monday. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Okay. Uh, the second episode. Um, what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm, delicious. Um, Selena is like, or do you think she's just jealous, or you know, she feels like she's being rejected by Zelina? Yeah, Zelina. Um, I actually um kind of had like a uh, long last story to go about. Um, sorry to uh, make us go back, but but um. With the uh, with our Regina and Selena already falling out, you know, I mean that was kind of quick. It seemed like they should have given it more of a chance instead of just ultimately going so fast, you know, like like breaking up the uh, the housemate so it's fast, like, you know. This whole season is going pretty fast. I mean, we're only four episodes in, and yeah. just like Elizabeth said earlier, they've already killed off Jekyll and Hyde. Definitely. But I mean, to get to your point, though, about, about Selena, um, I kind of think that she's just in the middle of things. Like, not, like, uh, you know, like she's in the middle of her sister and her sister's alter, you know, evil ego. I mean... Yeah, but why more, didn't you turn the evil queen in? Just like the queen said, you know, if, you'd have, if you were going to turn me in, you would have already. So what do you think is her motive behind not turning the evil queen in? She's trying um, to figure out which sister she likes more. <laughs> That's probably it. I mean, because you know, she did say like you took out the the part of you that was just like me, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, she she's not on the part where it's like you always get everything, you have all that I want, blah 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 blah. She's blah, a whiny blah, teenager. So she is. She's a whiny little teenager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, for being the older sister, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> Right, so, uh, they they make a point in this episode of saying um, that the evil queen isn't going to do anything because she's going to let them tear themselves apart. Wasn't that a plan that uh, Regina had like in a previous season as well? I I don't remember. Uh, it just seems familiar. Uh, and but and even though it's familiar, everyone keeps doing it. Uh, you have David hiding the coin. <clears throat> sorry, hiding the coin from Emma. You have Emma hiding the tremors from everyone. You have um, I don't know. There, there's secrets everywhere. Do you? I mean, you would think they learn. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't understand. Like Emma, oh, Emma, all the time, all the time is hiding something from somebody because she feels like she's trying to like protect everybody else. Exactly, and and. Yeah. You don't have to. You know, how many seasons have to go by before you realize that that's not how you're supposed to live life? Probably three more, exactly. three more seasons, maybe. <laughs> right. I mean, it just, I mean, how many times do you have the lie that's like, oh, it's okay, everything's gonna be alright, you know? Oh, but when they find out me, and now everybody's mad at each other, it's like, oh, you lied, you did this, you did that. I mean, I think we've we've been dealing with secrets since like season. With, with um or season one really, but mostly with uh, season three because um of how charming was lying to Snow about 
about the um what, what was that called the um the thing the uh, the uh, poison. Oh, when he got the poison. Yeah, I mean, like I don't I don't I don't see how how many more times we have to go through this. Line doesn't work. Once there is line, does not work. <laughs> I just don't understand why they have to keep you know crossing that bridge. I mean, you know, like you said, we we get the point. Um, and Hook knows. Hook knows that she's keeping something. You know, it, he he even kind of said it to yourself, "You can lie. To, you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to me." Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, uh, if he wants to do the son-in-law, so uh, the charmings, then speak up, Hook. Speak up. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be pissed at you, but. You said something at least, so because I think that it would be a good uh, a good thing to say something to them before it gets out of hand and it gets too late. But of course, with a drama series, I mean, like it's like a soap opera. Oh, now I'm lying. I need, I need to keep this out. You know, like I need to keep this stuff and everything and make sure that nobody knows. And then here we are, drama later on. Well, everyone knows about the tremors, so Emma can't keep that secret anymore. Um, yeah, but they're not really confronting her about it either. No, but I mean, she doesn't even know why she's having them, and I don't okay. think they want to pressure her about it either. You know, I mean, they see that it's happening, and now they know. But I mean, I guess the biggest secret right now is what's going on with, uh, like, like David hiding that coin from Snow Mar- or from uh, Mary Margaret, or the. No, you told her. Well, no, at the end, he was going to burn the. The oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not Mary Margaret anymore. She went back to Snow White. <laughs> we are both. Yes. <laughs> yes, Snow White. We have to keep up with the signs. We have to make sure that everybody's going about their right name. So, I never liked yes. the name Mary Margaret anyways. Right, I never liked that. I always thought it Snow White. Was, yeah, you're right, because David did say that was Mary Margaret when she said she wanted to teach or whatever. At, at, yeah, I didn't even catch yeah, yeah. that. Anyway, um, but I, I think I think I think that's how um, she's uh, as, as how uh, you know the new mysterious uh, teacher's aide that she now has. You know, saying, "Hey, you know, um, who you are? You know, these kids are going to mostly um, acknowledge the fact that you're being real. You know, one hundred percent, as the young kids say." <laughs> So like be, be like 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 just stay one hundred, you know. Stay one hundred. Come on. Right. <laughs> All right. So on to episode three. I this was uh, like I was saying <laughs> about this show playing a lot of fan service. There was a lot going on in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been having uh, Archie back with po- you know he's got Pogo and everything. Uh, we see Grumpy. We see uh, uh, Grumpy in the office with Archie. And uh, mm-hmm. we find out that Dopey's no longer a tree, uh, and then he, <laughs> and then he, which is so like, funny. <laughs> well, he shouts back at Emma, "Yeah, you thought you think we're gonna wait, sit, sit back and wait around for you, lady?" You know, so, <laughs> all of this is playing to like people's complaints about things, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, it's like we get Frankenstein for a minute, we get grumpy. Yeah. For a minute, we get. Minute. Yeah, I mean, like, literally too little, too late. You know, like I don't want. You know, and that's like, 
like it was last season when Grumpy like made that declaration of like, you know, we're not standing in the sidelines anymore. We're going to help you fight. And then this is the first time we've seen them since then. Exactly. Since then. <laughs> They're always on the sidelines. It sucks. Always on the sidelines. And then on how he mentioned like, so how was the adventure? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I mean, like, uh, to me, to be honest with you, I really do like um, the fact of bringing in the uh, secondary characters, as I like to call them, because I feel like that, you know, on how on how their presence on screen seems so, you know, siloed, you know? So I feel like, well, I feel like the, sec- the, uh, the uh, secondary characters should have more story time. Come on, writers. Right. It, it was great to see them. and But then once you see yeah. them, then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. Like before, you could just kind of tell yourself, well, maybe they went back home, maybe they moved, or maybe they did something. But now you're like, wait a second, they've been here this whole time, so why haven't I seen or heard about them in the past four seasons? Exactly, and it's so crazy. I mean, like, I think there is a whole bunch of untold stories that are happening that are not happening in Storybrook. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't need a whole. We don't need a dirigible to bring untold stories to us. We have a whole town full of untold stories. Untold no stories, exactly. It's we crazy. need. To, we need to finish the Ruby story. We need to finish. What happened to Lily? What well, happened to Lily? I mean, like it's crazy because I even saw articles stating that okay, yeah, we're going to be touching up on um, on uh, Maleficent and uh, Lily's um, journey to go find. You know Lily's father and everything like that, and here we are, four episodes into the untold stories, and they just disappeared off into the corner. Like I can all but guarantee you, we are not going to see Maleficent and Lily this this season. Even if really? we did see them, it, would be, it would be it would be one episode, and they would tie it into one episode, and that'd be it, and then exactly. we wouldn't see them any, any anymore. At most, we might get us get an episode. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm. That's another thing that I'm not liking about this untold stories thing. Monte mm-hmm. Cristo, you know, one and done. I'm sure this will probably be the last time we see Cinderella. Even mm-hmm. though, yeah. I mean, she'll she'll be so called down the street from Granny's run of the daycare and never gets screen time ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I think that there's still more to be done to that story because she had two sisters, two two. Like two steps sisters, but they only touch bases on one. You know, like I actually, um, that was one of my favorite episodes so far. I really liked that Cinderella episode. I thought I love, they did a good job. I, I thought they did a good job of uh, doing a a first or second season of Once Upon a Time of this story. There were the twists that you would expect from Once Upon a Time. Um, I'm, everything about it, I liked. Uh, there was two things I didn't like. Uh, my theory from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was that Anastasia might be one of her sisters, but apparently that wasn't the exactly. case. Exactly. Um, because Anastasia was one of the sisters from the original story, which is why it's like, okay, wait a minute, you're only paying attention to one sister. And if you and uh, if you really want to cater back, you know, to, 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 um, to confirm if that's the connection or not, it would have been great to do that in the previous episode, and then possibly have um, some other episode down the line, you know, to connect that back to it, because and then one is just not, you know, as equally as important as the other. I mean, like, they are, you know, they're not separate, which is why I, I hope 
that, you know, seeing as how they have brought back another character from Wonderland, why not bring him back Anastasia? Because it's kind of like her stepsister, right. at least in my well, my, because my, if she did, she, did, you know, she had two sisters, right? Yeah, yeah, and they showed that both the sisters were on the show. We just, they just paid more attention to the one who wasn't wicked, because apparently, exactly. they, you know, there were two wicked stepsisters, but apparently one of them was just almost forced to live like that. Um, mm-hmm. But my biggest hang-up on the episode was that uh, throughout the whole episode, I, I really liked it. I liked the twist. I liked the character moments. I liked what they, where they were going with Cinderella and her sister. And then Snow White had to show up. And why? 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 And there's, there's no reason. Like, like, oh, and you think that's bad. The Monte Cristo episode, even though I liked the episode, every character we bring in has to have some relation to either Rumpel, uh, Regina, or Snow. And good God, Monte Cristo had a relation to all three. Exactly. That's how it's been from season episode one. I mean, why are you complaining about it now? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they don't always have to have connections, you know, with our core characters. Why can't they just be stories that are just being told? Like, oh, well, you know, hey, like, oh, hey, we're going to have Bellum here. Oh, like, oh, yeah, you know, Bellum had a connection with Rumpel Stilskin and, uh, and the Charmings and the, like, why can't she just have her own standalone? story. I mean, like, she did, but but just in case, you know, like, the show ran, like, oh, well, hey, she didn't have her own, like, she didn't have her own story. She has a connection with this character, and this character, and that character. Like, why can't the new characters that, that, that you bring in for the one time that you're going to bring them, unless they're important, mm-hmm. uh, have their own story with no connections to our core main cast? I mean, it's. It, I understand it happening every once in a while. I just don't see why it has to happen every time there's a new character. Like every time, and it's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, like I'm not. I'm not trying to bash them out or anything like that. And I really, really agree with your comment about them, but I don't understand also why they also have to have a core relationship with the characters. I mean, they they have a story of their own. Let the story play out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, to have them. If they're new characters on the show, obviously going forward, they will have a connection with Snow and the rest of the cast. And mm-hmm. uh, it just, like I said, it's it's different. It's it's fine to have a, a character here or there have some sort of even distant connection. But mm-hmm. like I said, I, can, Crystal I think I can think of one character that didn't have a connection with them prior to meeting them. Uh, the what was his name? The giant that was played by that lost character. Okay. Oh, Tiny. Tiny, Tiny, yeah. Tiny. He didn't have a connection to anybody going in, like, from the past, did he? Because I don't remember him doing that. I remember him meeting Emma and Hook when they climbed the beanstalk, but yeah. there was no previous connection. So no. I, I, that's the only character I can think of. I well, no, I mean, like, had a, he, had a, he had a connection with James' brother and the so-called, um, uh, uh, you know, know, Jack. Her name yeah. was actually Jack, but... But uh, but that was again, you know, a one-time character. And I mean, like, I like how the how how the writers are coming back, you know, to, to, to their season one roots. I'm saying, hey, well, did you know the story of so and so? Well, this is our twist on it, and this is who she or he met during their journey, you know, from the past. Like, I like how they're getting back to that. 
but they also don't always have to have a connection with our main cast. I mean, they can just be, you know, in the enchanted forest and they're living out their lives in a certain way and they come in contact with certain characters. Yeah, that's how I feel about this season. It's like I, like, like you just stated, I, I, there's plenty of character moments I like and there's, I like how they're trying to return to what made the show popular to begin with. But, Mm -hmm. um, it just is, uh, yeah, I mean, it, all the, the plot, there's too many plot holes and different things like that. Oh, yeah, there is. There's so many plot holes. Like, once, like, once we get on, um, Episode four, because uh, I know Liz has a lot of points for episode four, but once we get to episode four, yeah, that's going to be a big question that I would love to ask because it's it's so it's so like a plot hole and and it, it's crazy. But go on, episode three, great, right? I mean, we've pretty much touched it. The only thing I have on my notes left for episode three are literally three words: uh, Nurse Ratchet and the Indian. <laughs> Nurse Ratchet, when is she going to get her, her, her story? She's been on the show since season what? One, Two? wasn't it? One? Yeah, one? I okay. Yeah. yeah, why? I mean, you know, she, she's always mentioned, well, not always, but she's but she's she's mentioned frequently, you know, like a, a, a little tidbits and there and things like that. Why can't she be like a fallen fairy or, you know, or she can be some, some type of entity or something? You know what I mean? She's just downstairs in the basement whenever Regina needs to come downstairs for something. I don't want her to be magical because, you know, not all the stories have to be magical. I'm, I'm happy that I, I'm happy every time I see those characters and know that there is, you know, characters from modern fiction that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. fantasy or science fiction even. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that you never touch upon any story. The only stories we ever really get on this show are some sort of fantasy stories or some sort of uh, fairy tale stories. Uh, we're finally touching upon um, Victorian fiction and different things like that. Um, you know, looks like more than likely this year we'll get some sort of Jules Verne, which is actually what I've been waiting for is like Captain, uh, yeah, Captain Nemo and different things like that. Yeah, exactly. And to bring up that point too, um, if uh, Mr. Hyde was actually going to be on the show longer, I was going to say this. Finally, there is no like like there is a villain with no magical powers. There's always been a formula to once upon a time's uh, villains. Either A, they're coming from a distant land. B, they don't like where they're coming, so they want to bring that land to Storybrook. C, they see Storybrook and they want to take it over, and then they want to curse it, and then they want to do this, and then they want to do that. It's the same formula. So I also like your comment, Bobby, about about you know you know Nurse, Nurse Ratchet if they ever touch her on, on her character as a whole. Um, I'm glad that you know that she isn't magical or anything like that. You know because it's the same thing with Mr. Hyde. I'm glad that we didn't have a, a um, character that had magical powers, but he was just as equally as threat. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, episode four. I didn't really take a lot of notes, honestly, but I did just watch it uh, not that long ago. Elizabeth, you mm-hmm. said you took uh, that you had a lot to say about C- uh, episode four, so why don't you go ahead and start? Um, well, I feel like I'm starting to forget what I had to say because I feel like I've said a lot of what I wanted to say about um, Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, their story was really interesting. 
um, with the with the character of Mary, and um, I I just what I really wasn't expecting was for them to end their their discussion so soon. But I think it was Tony said this to me uh, last time. We, you Bobby, you you had to go, and we me and Tony kept talking, and I think Tony said to me that um, uh, what was it? I'm losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Keep going. Um, you said that, uh, that, man, I'm losing it. Oh, no. I hate it when this happens to me. Um, you, what did you say? I'm going to get up right now. It was like something about how, you know, the characters. Oh, I remember. Okay. So usually when there's a, a story about a character, that they will set up the whole episode about that character, and then they usually kill that character at the end of the episode. And I think that was you that said that, Tony, to me. And I, and honestly, I've been watching The Walking Dead, and I'm like, oh, it's like the same thing. <laughs> I just noticed this. Like, I've been watching The Walking Dead for a while, but we're not talking about that. Uh, so, um, yeah, so they're setting up the whole story of Jekyll and Hyde, and, and then they kill them both at the end. And then I was remembering what you said to me. So now I'm like, I, I feel like I'm going to look for that in the future when they have a story about someone and they're telling the whole story about them and, you know, someone usually dies. And that's not always the case, probably, but it usually does happen. So now that I've, I've noticed that, it's going to be hard to erase that from my head. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. The third episode with Monte Cristo. Yeah. Right. Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo who? <laughs> Basically. Like I, said, I, 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 I mean, like- I liked what they were doing with the character. I kind of wish that he had stuck around. I understood the uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the part he played as far as in Regina. Uh, once again, another thing that Regina <clears throat> did before as far as um, uh, trying to uh, put a spot of darkness into someone's heart. Isn't that again what didn't she do that before with Snow? Oh, yes. Um with um with um when uh she killed uh when uh, snow killed Cora, that put a, a small a small black dark spot on her heart. So she just Regina had nothing to do with that. No? Um, no. no. Like didn't no, she that was, that was... was Rumple. Rumple Yeah, it was Rumple. Okay, you're right, you're right, my bad. It's been a while. I think they both share share the same ways because now that we're here are probably on episode four. Um where has a rumble can been? Like, who hasn't he manipulated? You know, he is mm-hmm. the king of manipulation. I mean, because he's been everywhere. We're talking about from the Enchanted Forest. He's been, he's been to Arendelle. He's been to Oz. No, I mean, no, like, like he's talked about Oz and everything. And um, I mean, and and uh, now he has like, it, it's, it's like he has ties to, to almost every realm we visit. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Hmm? I think that's the point of his character. I think that's always been the point of his character. He's got he's got arms stretched out and fingers in every direction, and I think that's just the point of his character, really. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of throws me when they when Hyde tells uh, uh, Emma, you know, like every every savior has a villain, uh, you know, like. We're six seasons in, and we haven't seen Emma's villain. Regina isn't her villain. The Dark One isn't her villain. I mean, uh, you know, it just Aladdin. Okay, Aladdin. I'm. I'm. I keep saying Aladdin. This cloaked figure 
has a lot to live up to to be her villain because she's been through exactly. some crap. Exactly. And I mean, like, for the one thing is, is that when we do get to see that unmasked villain, I'm going to ask a big question. Where have you been? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, to be a character's villain, you've got to be there for more than a minute. I mean, <laughs> a minute. yeah. <laughs> like, like, because, I mean, okay, so basically, just think about this. What if it is herself? Like, because and she's, oh, she's gone through a whole lot of doubt. She's gone through a whole lot of stuff through her life. You know, she has a wall that she's built up for years. Mm-hmm. So maybe, just maybe, it is herself. I've um I've heard from different podcasts and I listen to us from other ones from our podcasts, but they were saying that okay, well if this Emma is going to be too easy, but then I thought about it, it's like well wait a minute, she's gone through a whole bunch of stuff in her life. I mean you know, um she had to fend for herself, grow up by herself, work really fast, and to you know and to provide for herself. So when you think about it, when you've been through a whole lot of stuff, when you be your own worst enemy too. Mm-hmm. And, oh. <clears throat> I don't know. I I guess there's not really much more to talk about. I mean, we've really touched on everything that's happened so far. Uh, and we, Elizabeth, you know that next, you were saying next episode is going to be Aladdin and Jasmine, right? Yay! Um, so I'm so excited. Have, <laughs> do you think we'll get, like, do you think they're going to play a whole new world? Sometime? Oh my God, I hope so. <laughs> I saw saw in the episode trailer that they're in the, um, you know, I got a little bit of a spoiler today, and I'm not going to talk about it. I will talk about it when the episode airs, but let's just say that I think Jasmine plays a bigger role than she does in the animated movie. That's what I think, but I don't know for sure. I'm sure she will. I'm sure the movie, I'm sure the story is going to change quite a bit. And I don't really don't want um, to. I like it being like the animated version that I grew up loving. I wonder if we'll see a genie. <laughs> that would be oh, cool. That would be so good. Awesome. As we all know, like as, like, as we all know, uh, back from, from a character that comes in and out of the show too, Sidney. You know, he was a genie. And, I was, and that's what I was expecting, you know, for him to be the actual genie. But then you have to think about it. It's a magical place. There are a whole bunch of different genie. So I really hope that they choose somebody good mm-hmm. to be, you know, the genie from Africa. You know, this is this is a little off topic, on topic, but uh, with Disney doing all their live action animated movies or live action mm-hmm. adaptations of animated movies, yeah, uh, you heard they're doing an Aladdin one. I yes. heard they're casting for Mulan. They're they're uh, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Also Mulan, Mulan too. They they said that Guy Ritchie is up for uh, directing Aladdin. And oh great! They, is that good? Uh, I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, guy who did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I believe. He also did uh, Snatch and uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, I like Robert the Downey. Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. I like those. Well, that's the guy who directed that. Uh, from what I've read will be directing the uh, live-action Aladdin movie. And uh, they also said it's supposed to be a non-linear movie. What does that mean? Like Pulp Fiction. Okay. I don't like Pulp Fiction. The story is non-linear. It's, it's, you know, the story jumps from one moment in time to another. It will or will not? 
that that the, the story is supposed to be nonlinear. Okay, so it, it won't jump back and forth. It will. It will. It will. Yeah, okay. Like it I don't know. Linear means the story follows one continuous path, and nonlinear means it jumps, you know, from past to future to present back. Okay. Forth. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for clarifying that because I didn't understand. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did I have um like I don't know I don't know if we're finished um commentating on episode four but I had a couple more points if we have time. I mean, what did you um, say you wanted to do? I'm sorry, Tony. You want to talk about episode four, um, four a little bit more? Go ahead, of course. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I didn't know if we had time to do any more points. This is, I, think, this, I mean, we're coming to right. the end, but this is such a loose episode that we're not worried about the hour time on this one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, so uh, basically, um, the I have I have a few untold stories and and, and and other points that I would like to point across, but I'll just state a couple. So the big plot hole question that I wanted to ask, and it's so huge, when Rumpelstiltskin had placed the protection spell over the ship, and that nobody could enter nor exit. No, no, it was just Bell who couldn't. Two. Oh, Bell who couldn't? Okay, so yeah, that was my only big thing because it's like, what do you mean? Uh, Dr. Jekyll came in, uh, Hook gave, uh, you know, Hook left. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. My whole, my whole word. <laughs> no, no, it was just Bell. He, he was clear that it was just Bell when he did it. Okay, so I just misunderstood that. So, uh, one, one more point. Um, that I had. Uh, I'm still waiting on, on that, um, you know, how, how we mentioned with uh, Grumpy getting his on and off time, you know, like screen time and everything like that on the show and how he did his big stand-up and things like that. I'm still waiting on that unsolved story for Grumpy and Nova. I'm sorry, what was that last part? Um, I, I'm still waiting on that untold story about Grumpy and Nova. That's exactly what I was saying. Uh, You're talking about Astrid, or yeah, Astrid, aka Nova. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to be waiting a long time. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Sorry, now you, I had forgot all about that (laughs) storyline. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like I feel like I feel like that was a big, huge thing. I mean. In which, in which also, you know how Bill and Anne-Marie always mentioned about Blue being shady? <laughs> shady Blue? I mean, like, maybe, like, like, like maybe as um, she was telling Nova at the time, saying, hey, this is not for you, this is not your path. You know, what if she was a part of that and maybe before, before, uh, um, before Nova came to Storybrooke and was now named Astra, what if she went shortly to the land of untold stories because I mean it's possible like I didn't I, um, I didn't know that it was possible to actually leave um, the uh, untold story realm I didn't like I didn't know if it was possible because in, as you see all the characters are coming from the untold stories I didn't know if it was possible to to leave that realm you know without maybe uh, you know Mr Hyde say so or things like that because do we even know who's over uh, the untold story realm, like who reigns over that realm? Right uh, now, nobody. Right. I mean, it it would look to me like it was Hyde. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, see, that's that's another thing. It's like 
now that now that Jekyll and Hyde are dead, we're probably never. I mean, we'll, we'll touch upon other stories from or other characters from there. I believe they've already said Captain Nemo and Don Quixote are going to be in the show. I believe. Spoiler. I'm sorry. Spoiler. But. Uh, oh, lost my train of thought again. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I think hi. I mean, we're never. I, I don't think we're ever going to learn about any more really about the land of untold stories. About like how was that land? These are the things I would like to know about like the history of all of this. Like how were these lands created? Who was the first author? How are these? You know, like. Do the books create the lands, or do the lands create the books? Are the authors creating all of this? None of this has really been explained, and I don't think it ever will be. So I mean, and it's sad because um, they, you know, like they've made so much of a of a foundation for you know for for the show and everything about that, and it's just it's just seeming like. They are paying attention to so many characters and bringing in many other characters, and they're just forgetting about the characters that they already had in place. You know that have, you know that they've laid down the foundation of, of the show. And I mean, I would love for them to touch back on that if possible, because the show has to come to an end. Sadly, sometime down the line, the show has to come to an end, and I really do hope that they uh, do touch upon a lot of things before they do stop the show from airing. No. Yeah, I hope so too. Especially with Lily. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Lily and Maleficent. They're oh, but don't worry, Liz. They're down the street, you know, in their home, just sitting there, just waiting for the cameras to come on in. They say, "Oh, are you ready for us?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so so it sounds like for the most part, we're liking. See, I feel like we've been really negative for the past half hour. Half <laughs> hour, yeah. Sorry, listeners, but I mean, we, we did have a lot, of, you know, a lot of things to cover and things like that. But yeah, I really feel like we're negative things. <laughs> but, but but I also don't want to just be all, you know, uh, loving. Harry. I mean, yeah, I want to, you know, if if share our true opinions on the show. Um, exactly. <laughs> There was a reason Bill and Amory left this show. Um, it does have its faults. I'm not, you know, I, I can't sit here and say it doesn't. Um, but like I touched on earlier in the in the uh, podcast, I I really enjoy the uh, the actors in the show. I enjoy the, the character interactions, and um, I really like uh, akin to Buffy the way uh, the stories play as metaphor and allegory for real life. So just those three uh, uh, bullet points alone, that's what attracts me to this show. But anyway, um, we have been going on long. It's been a little over an hour. Uh, normally we would be playing like voicemails and different things like that, being this this is our test run, and uh, we're just kind of playing catch up and letting you guys know we're here. Uh, that won't be happening this episode, but if you do want to call us and let us uh know any feedback for Sunday's episode we will be going regularly uh, Mondays at 9 uh, following Bill and Marie's live tweet of Gotham um, the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 that's 424-274-2352 uh, 
That's 424-274-2352. You can always uh, email us at... uh, I want to... Greenforcestorybook at... uh, Email.com, right? Thank you. Yes, greenforcestorybook at gmail.com. Facebook is Greetings from Storybrook. Twitter is GF Storybrook. Uh, my, you can follow me on Twitter at Inevitable Hawk, H-A-W-K-E. Elizabeth? You can follow me. I'm more on Facebook. So Elizabeth Placencia. Uh, I, I spell P-L-A-S-C-E-N-C-I-A. Um, I'm also on Twitter, but I don't use it as much, so I don't remember my name right now. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you uh, you guys can follow me at Hoops, H-O-O-P-S 900 on Twitter, and I am also on uh, Facebook, Tony G. Hooper, and um, yeah, just keep looking out. We all try to um, live tweet and everything, so. And for any of you listening to us tonight, thank you very much. We very much appreciate you tuning in to our very first episode doing this. Oh, and of course, yes, I've got something to mention. If, if, uh, if this is just showing up on your feeds and you're surprised that we're back, hey, we're back. Uh, hopefully yeah. all you listeners, you know where to find us and everything. But if not, this is the first time you're listening. You can also follow us or join the conversation live Mondays at 9 at live.universebox.com. So, That's 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Oh, Pacific time. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is kind of a test run. Um, but I, th- I think... Yes. I think it, I think I think we did a great job tonight, guys. I think uh, so. Yes, I also agree. Oh, and uh, thank you so much, Monica, for, for hanging in with us. I am so sorry that you have been saying things and uh, I haven't been relaying them, but oh, she is agreeing. Yeah, well, again, this is all yeah. to us. We're going to you know, <laughs> kind of hit the ground running here, but just give us time. And uh, anyway. Uh, so thank you for being there, Monica, and good night you too as well. She, she was saying good night to us all and everything. So oh, good night, Monica. Thank, thank you, thank you so much for being with us. Um, yeah, producer. Right. <laughs> Any guys? You guys have anything else to say? Because no. if not, no. Well, uh-uh. <laughs> and to, uh, <laughs> how did they used to close the show? I forgot now. <laughs> Oh, um, I think, we'll I, I think say, they said something good. Until next time, this has been Greetings from Storybook. Okay, we'll, we'll try that one more time. Okay. We're going to try that one more time. All right. One more time. All right. All right. Until next time. Greetings from Storybook.